This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Whenever I talk about beds, I can't help but think of sleeping. You know, I would love to just be lying down reading a book. Wouldn't that be nice? I think that would be nice. Good morning, Alma Pollard. You got me feeling sleepy and thinking about sleeping. Good morning. Oh, goodness. It's only February and you already need a holiday. No, it's just <laughs> the joy of just being able to lie on a nice, comfortable bed. But, you know, I'll be even happier if I can lie on a nice, comfortable new bed and know it's been made with material that's fully sustainable and the people who've made it uh, can uh, are certified. FSC certified. That's going to be the thing. If I go and buy something, I'll say, excuse me, I really do like this bed. Is it FSC certified? Oh, isn't that great? You've already <laughs> learned. Now we can already stop talking. <laughs> what about the rest? <laughs> yeah, that was such a fantastic story. We're talking about uh, eco beds help conserve our forest. It's a brand uh, one of the top headline stories on The Green Times. So you need to help us. What's this all about? And how do you know if what you're buying is FSC certified? Yeah, so this is about um, eco-sleep. So I think eco-sleep is, is, is not just um, knowing how the bed was made, how was, how was the wood um, sourced, um, how was it put together, how were the people looked after who were making the, the bed uh, or who were working in the, in the forest and so on. Probably eco-sleep for me is more than that. It's also like how do you spend your days? What is, how are you doing your best to ensure a, p- a future or are you not? Then mm. you will be more restless. So yeah, this particular story is about um, an eco bed, and one of the aspects of it is what we are unpacked unpacked this month, and um, it was about the wood that's used in the bed. Mm. And so it's really about the forests on the planet and the issue of of um, deforestation and yeah. and some stats around that because I don't think it's something we. We hear about every single day the value of the forests and what's been happening to them. Well, do tell us more because we so often think about the Amazon and we think about the rainforest. We forget we actually have our own forests and plenty of it here in our country. Absolutely. And and, and Africa as a whole is incredibly heavy on forests because Mm. a lot of people are still harvesting wood just to survive, just just as energy. They don't even have um, fossil fuel supplies and so on. So it's very much under threat. They are saying by 2050, there will only be 1% of, of forests left at the current rate. So what's really happened is, I mean, firstly, the value of the, the forest. I mean, I think we all know that the forest actually makes rain. The water, the leaves absorb water and release it, and it actually adds to the clouds, oh. which is why every single tree is so important. Um, it, it controls erosion, it regulates the climate, it, um, it stores and recycles nutrients, etc. Et Not to talk about the habitat for various species and for humans. There are many humans who are dependent directly mm. on the forest. So the, the, the past um, 100 years, we lost forest cover on the planet the size of the USA, what? which is eight times South Africa. So that gives you an idea of how much forest we've we've been depleting. You know, it it it, it took five thousand years in the past for us to, to destroy that much, mm. and that's in one hundred years. So 
deforestation destroyed between 1990 and 2005, so 15 years, 13 million hectares. And since then, they talk about 10 million hectares wow. per year is, is, um, are felled. So, you know, we, we, especially with our need, our need for food is a big thing. In the beginning, it was the housing. You know, one of the reasons mm-hmm. why young Saribek um, stopped here in Cape Town is, and, and why a settlement started being created, the, the so-called modern settlement, mm-hmm. was because there were so many forests. I mean, all the way from Cape Town to, to the Eastern Cape was all forest. Wow. We've destroyed all of that so that houses could be built. But then, then came our need for food, and a lot of the food that we eat Cost forests. I mean, we're all fond of coffee. Coffee really costs the forest a lot. So one has to think very carefully about mm. that um, because we had to make space for agriculture. Agriculture has been very destructive on the planet, so we have to think of new models for that. And going forward, we need to understand how are we going to look after these forests because, of course, they're the lungs as well, and they yes. provide our oxygen. And that's the reason why the atmosphere was such that humans and other species could evolve so it's really pulling the plug on our oxygen supply is not a great idea. How do we reverse this? It just feels we've taken uh, quite a, a number of years to destroy so much. How do we put it back? How, how do we reverse it? I mean, we can't stop industrialization to the, at the point that it's going on right now. So are we replanting? What, what's the long-term plan here? Absolutely. So there's deforestation and there's reforestation and there's sustainable forest management, Mm. which is really what we need to support if we ever buy wood of any nature. We need to understand, does this come from a sustainable forest or is this just randomly from from any forest? Mm. So it needs to have some certification. One of the um, um, sustainable um, forest stewardships um, um, certifications is SFC. In fact, that was the first one. It was created 25 years, sustainable um, sustainable forest, no, stewardship forest council. And they actually started off this whole um, um, certification of forests. And there they go and look at how the forest is managed. And to get this certification, you have to comply with eight criteria. And it also includes not just protecting the habitat of of the, the specific species and and so on, but also the people who are dependent on that forest directly. Mm. It's, so it's also about social justice and also the people who work there. And then, of course, conservation, restoration, and respect for everyone. So it's an environmental and social and social benefit. So that makes it easy for us to to go when we buy a bed or a table or a piece of wood that we want to make something mm-hmm. with, to say, okay, what is what are the certifications behind this piece of wood? What were these forests managed like? Where does this come from? So once again, I mean, I, I think really what I do on a Wednesday morning is just to kind of sow some seeds. Yes. And I would say the seeds name is probably curiosity. You need to be curious. Where mm-hmm. does it come from? How was this grown? How was the forest managed? What is the state of that forest? And it's not just self-evident. I mean, you don't really find stickers on everything that says, okay, this is what happened then, which is why we need to ask. And the chances are very good that, you know, whoever is selling you the bed 
is not even going to know, but even the better, because now you've sown another seed, so you've made another person curious, and then he's got to, or she's got to mm. go and find out. Yes. And so I think that is how we are gradually changing how we live, by being curious and understanding more how everything fits together. Well, we love what you tell us and teach us because I can't speak for everybody and uh, I realize though if I share my thoughts, it might very well be what somebody else is thinking. But I often do something and then I think of what would Alma say about the situation. And I just love the fact that you become this voice of our conscience, our eco-conscience. And that's so important because a lot of people don't have someone who influences them in this area. And that's why we love having you on the program. You get us thinking. You get us asking questions. And we're challenging each other. And I'd love that families could get the kids involved because once the kids put pressure on parents to say, we need to do this, we need to do that, often the parents end up towing the line when the kids bring these ideas in. So, yeah, get your kids passionate and excited about these things too. Right, Alma? Absolutely. And now with the internet, you can even say to your child, won't, won't you quickly hop on there and find out about this and that? While you are there, you yeah. can actually start getting some information as they do. As long as you teach them to ask the questions and you ask the questions and make everybody curious, how does this work? What will my footprint be? How am I going to impact the planet by, by purchasing this thing? Where does mm. it come from? And I find it's an exciting way to live. It's like an adventure. And if you make a small change, would you think, what's it really going to do? It's my small change, your small change, and their small changes. Bring it all together, and we've made one really big change. We can do it more together than we could ever do apart. Thanks for your inspiration every week. And awesome. thanks, for the, thanks for the green times and for these fantastic stories we can even talk about, Alma. Awesome, and have a lovely, cool day today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Take care. Thanks, Alma. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.